Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. An otherworldly burial. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Cemetery Road, it leads to the Aurora Cemetery, a, you guessed it, old cemetery in the small town of Aurora, Texas, about 30 minutes outside of Fort Worth. Approaching the southern entrance of the cemetery on Beauchamp Road, you'll encounter a plaque discussing the history of what occurred within. As you go inside, walk to the right of a large tree. You're looking for a rock. If you find the historical marker for one of the town's founders, you've gone too far. But if you observe the cemetery closely, you'll see a small rock surrounded by many small mementos. The rock, light, tan, and rough, has an oval carving on it with three crude holes inside of it. That rock, not even an original, is the only evidence of an enduring local alien mystery that's over 120 years old. Today we're talking about the Aurora Alien Gravesite. On April 19, 1897, Dallas Morning News reporter S.E. Hayden described a strange sight, one that happened just two days earlier, on April 17th, around 6 a.m. The piece said, quote, About six o'clock this morning, the early risers of Aurora were astonished at the sudden appearance of the airship, which has been sailing around the country. It was traveling due north and much nearer the earth than before. Evidently, some of the machinery was out of order, for it was making a speed of only 10 or 12 miles per hour and gradually settling towards the earth. It sailed over the public square, and when it reached the north part of town, it collided with the tower of Judge Proctor's windmill and went into pieces with a terrific explosion, scattering debris over several acres of ground, wrecking the windmill and water tank and destroying the judge's flower garden. The pilot of the ship is supposed to have been the only one on board, and while his remains were badly disfigured, enough of the original has been picked up to show that he was not an inhabitant of this world. So, in summation, an unidentified flying object Hayden called a, quote, mystery airship has careened into a windmill on the property of the town judge named J.S. Proctor. The UFO crashed hard into the windmill and ricocheted onto the ground. The pilot, presumably a alien, did not survive the violent crash. Locals were able to drag what was described as a petite Martian body from the wreckage and decided, being a good Christian town, that they would do what any God-fearing community would do give the alien body a good Christian burial right in their own cemetery. As the story goes, the locals placed a headstone on the spot with a crude etching of the alien's ship on it, although no evidence of this really exists. 
The image I referenced earlier, the dome with the three holes, is a more modern version of the gravestone, placed by a tree in the spot the body was supposedly buried. Though the alien itself was laid to rest, the wreckage from the crash site itself was dumped into a nearby well located under the damaged windmill, though some say some of the debris was also in the alien grave. Adding to the mystery was the story of Mr. Brawley Oates, who purchased Judge Proctor's property around 1935. Oates cleaned out the wreckage from the well in order to prepare it for use, but later developed an extremely severe case of arthritis, which he claimed to be the result of contaminated water from the alien UFO remnants that had been hanging out in his well. As a result, and maybe a bit of a statement in and of itself, in 1945, Oates finally sealed up the well with a concrete slab and placed an outhouse on top of it. Case closed? Hardly. Of course, years went by and this incident was investigated by journalists and UFO enthusiasts alike, although the results, I'd imagine, were frustrating. City administrator Tony Wheeler's family has lived in Aurora for generations. Her great-grandparents were there when the event occurred. She says of the UFO crash, quote, The townspeople went rushing up to the site, and they found debris scattered everywhere and a very charred alien body, which we've named Ned. And we believe Ned's resting place is under this tree in the cemetery. But, Wheeler adds, the story is not something that many people want shared. Quote, There's lots of people who want the story to go away. They really quashed it for years and years. I mean, you're in a heavily influenced Bible community, and people, if you can't explain it, they don't want anything to do with it. But not UFO people. In particular, in 1973, people began to really try and figure out what exactly happened that morning on J.S. Proctor's farm. At that point, Bill Case, an aviation writer for the Dallas Times-Herald, and the Texas State Director of Mutual UFO Network, dug in. MUFON, the acronym for the Mutual UFO Network, a nonprofit organization comprised of civilian volunteers who study reported UFO sightings, was of course all over this. As a note, with over 4,000 members, MUFON is one of the oldest and largest organizations of its kind, with chapters in all 50 states. It was in the 1970s that MUFON reps in Texas, doing their due diligence, uncovered two new eyewitnesses to the crash. Mary Evans, who was 15 at the time, told MUFON of how her parents went to the crash site, at that point they forbade her from going, and how they had themselves discovered the alien body on the ground. Charlie Stevens, who was 10 at the time, told MUFON agents that he had himself seen an airship trailing smoke as it headed north towards Aurora. He wanted to see what happened, but his father made him finish his chores. Later, he told agents how his father went to town the next day and saw the wreckage from the crash for himself. Mufan then, of course, went to the cemetery. There they uncovered a grave marker that appeared to show a flying saucer of some sort. The area also had high readings from their metal detector. Building their case, Mufan asked for permission to exhume the site, but the cemetery association declined. Says Wheeler on this point, quote, You have to notify the next of kin before you exhume a body. So I've never met an alien that I'm aware of. It would be kind of hard to find a descendant of Ned in order to exhume his body. But after Mufan's inquiry, the marker mysteriously disappeared from the cemetery, and a three-inch pipe was placed into the ground. In addition, Mufan's metal detector no longer picked up metal readings from the grave, leading Mufan agents to conclude that any metal that had once been there was now removed. Since then, of course, UFO enthusiasts continue to petition the cemetery to exhume the spot. But again, and continually, that request has been denied. Mufon wrote up a final report on the whole thing, which paved the way for controversy, as if there wasn't enough already, surrounding this strange incident and sealing the legacy of Aurora as a, quote, Texas Roswell. We'll tell you about that after the break. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, hello. How are you doing? Hello. How's it going? How's it going out there? We're checking in. How's the year treating you? Yeah. This new year, 2024. You want more? Get some. More? I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we want to say hello to anyone who's listening, supporting us, spreading the good word. Thank you. We are thankful for you. Absolutely. We thank our lucky, lucky stars. Ooh, all the time. I look up at the stars and I don't wish for eternal youth and fame. Yeah, you do. After that, after I'm done with that. <laughs> okay, okay. And by that, I mean just somebody, like, let me get paid for something mm-hmm. and somebody, like, look in my direction. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. That's after it. that. The stars I'm thanking is for the ghost town government. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Good, good, good. Humble, grounded. Including our starry, starry mayors. I would say that this mayor is the secretive one. Mm. What, are they, what are they hiding? What are they mm. so secretive? It's behind What's going, that yeah. burning Open book? No. Closed book. Closed ass book. Closed pretty ass sexy. book. It's pretty sexy in my book. That's Casey Weber. Hello. This one's the computer hacker of the group. God. They're like, hey, can you just play your instrument? He's like, no, I'm too busy hacking computers. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, this is not, we're not a heist, we're a musical group, right? We're not just a heist group. And they're they're like, like, found your personal information. They, they're like, you're, you're in, you're still in the group. Yeah, Everything's okay. fine. Yeah, cool. That's Kelly Meehan. Hello. This one's the wild one. Woo! Always breaking the rules. Bad boy alert. Spoking. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Too far? I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't far? say sociopathic criminal. I okay. just said bad. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, never. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say <laughs> they're completely deranged. That's Matthew Clemens LeRae. Hello. This one's the face of the group. This one's the that face. It's just Ooh, all oh. face. Look at face. Mm-hmm. Look at face. Can I play an instrument? Who knows? I face. <laughs> and everyone's mesmerized by face. That's Ashley Madsen. Hello. This one's the numbers. Crunching numbers. Wow. Does this add up? This doesn't add up. Ooh, I'm going to crunch the numbers little again. Visor with yeah. like little adding machines. If it doesn't, Work, if, it, babe. if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Is their mono <laughs> ruthless? That's Cat Joselle. Hello. This one is in the group. Also, the head of the fan club. 
double dipping double duty. Ooh, that it's seems like, problematic. It's a conflict of interest. Absolutely. Because they're always putting their face on the center of all the merchandise. Yeah, this is a real like Selena situation. Yeah. Like. So, but listen, that's the way they signed contracts. It's the way it all shakes out. All right, let's just hope for the best. That's Marissa Rothermill. Hello. And this one is just the centered one. They just keep everything centered, right? They're not too much of this or too little of that. They're the one keeping it all together, not asking, Mm. not taking, just necessary. Mm. Without them, it's nothing. That's Emma Hopkins. Hello. And then here comes their manager. Our governor, the manager. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did they sign in blood? I don't know. It was a weird night. It was like uh, like they got initiated in a cult-like yeah, way. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is for the rest of your life. Like, ha, 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 ha. It's yeah, like, no. They have to leave their family. This is and... for the rest of your life. And they signed in blood and got branded. Yeah. <laughs> Ironclad contracts. Wow. Forever. You think, you think Scientology makes you sign a contract for no, a long time? That ain't shit. You like, wish it was Scientology. It was a, it's called the Scientology plus five. <laughs> And Even the Scientologists are like, that's too long. Wow, wow. <laughs> that's a huge commitment. Mm-hmm. That would be our governor, Avian Noble. Noble. If you want no ads, no chit-chat, bonus episodes, just the good stuff, head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town. Seven days free. You want to check it out, want to support us. Also, we've been at, putting out some video. Mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok, at ghost town pod. If you want to help liking, favoriting, sharing, like really get, get get into that algorithm. Grease yeah. the, get, get, look, help us out. Grease a that algorithm. Bit. Putting free our faces stuff, and bodies we're on the line. Do more free stuff. Yeah, it's like we're just putting it out there mm-hmm. for fun. you to look and judge, mm-hmm. and for us to look and judge even harsher. Yeah, it's a full cycle of looks and judgments. So if you want to help support us, getting those videos out there is a quick and easy and a free way to do it. Only costs you your dignity. That's and it. and your reputation is like, why are you sharing this garbage? And yeah. Like, a Who podcast said so. Who are these yeah. white people? You, why, the, now they're deciding <laughs> to get on a video? Now? <laughs> now they're like, oh, how about, is now a good time? Yeah. That's it is us. a good time. It's a it, great time. It's a great time. Let's get back to Texas. It's the mid-1970s, and there is renewed energy around finding out what exactly happened on April 17th, 1897. MUFON writes up reports on their investigation, stating that the evidence was inconclusive but did not rule out the possibility of a hoax. But they weren't the only ones who called bullshit on the whole story. As more people became believers, of course, more people just wanted Aurora to be left alone and were sure the whole thing was a lie. And for good reason. The hoax theory got its roots in a 1980 Time magazine interview with Etta Peegs, an 86-year-old Aurora resident who told the news outlet that good old Judge Hayden had fabricated the entire story, stating that Hayden, quote, wrote it as a joke and to bring interest to Aurora. The railroad bypassed us, and the town was dying. As a last-ditch revitalization effort, Hayden decided to make up an insane story to give the town a little clout that he felt it deserved. Peegs also claimed that Judge Proctor never operated a windmill on his property, though that fact was later refuted in a 2008 episode of UFO Hunters, whose producers found the base of a wooden water pump tower constructed around the well. Fast forward to April 12, 2002, when paranormal researcher Jerry Drake challenged that finding noted that the well was clearly a bucket well of modern construction, estimated to be built sometime after 1940. Not only was it too old, but it was not a well designed for use with a windmill. In 1998, Dallas-based TV station KDFW aired a lengthy report about the Aurora incident, 
where reporter Richard Ray interviewed former Fort Worth Star-Telegram reporter Jim Mars and other locals, who said something did in fact crash in Aurora. However, Ray's report couldn't conclude that the crash was extraterrestrial in nature. Ray reported that the state of Texas erected a historical plaque in town that outlines the tale and labels it, quote, a legend. Along with that plaque, of course, is the marker at the cemetery. And while the original headstone no longer exists, if it ever did at all, the memorial around the new stone is a strange remnant of the encounter, one that still holds a cult-like following for alien enthusiasts the world over. Quote, Roswell of its day gets lots of visitors who want to see the gravesite for themselves. I'm going to read you some experiences of the space from some of the many reviews on TripAdvisor. This one's from Julie B. from Indy. Quote, so after reading about Ned and his epic crash in April 1897, I had to visit the grave. Cemetery is very easy to find. Take the last entrance on the left. Beauchamp Road and start looking to your right by a large tree for a flat oval stone. Grave marker has been stolen. If you get to the historical marker, you've gone too far. Usually the stone is covered in, quote, gifts left for, quote, Ned, like pennies, Star Wars action figures, and green items. Cemetery is very well maintained, and there's even a geocache there. For a fun otherworld experience, if you're near the area, stop by. Here's one from John R. Peaceful place, aside from the occasional gunshot in the distance. This is Texas, after all. I came here specifically to the alien plaque and ended up walking around for an hour or so. Beautiful place, full of history. And the last one from Goldie B. Aurora Cemetery, famous for the final resting place of the extraterrestrial killed in the UFO crash at Aurora, Texas in 1897. There is even a historical plaque erected telling the story. Nobody knows exactly where he-slash-she-slash-it is buried, but it's fun to search. This is also the final resting place of serial killer Ricky Lee Green, who was executed by lethal injection in 1997. Scary. Aside from these two oddities, it is a very old cemetery in a peaceful setting. We'll have to save the story of Ricky Lee Green for another day, but let's wrap up this mystery with one final thought from local Tony Wheeler, who is proud of this historic, albeit strange, piece of her hometown identity. Quote, we predate Roswell by 50 years, so, you know, why not do something with this? It's part of our history, and you can't just erase history. You have to embrace it, she says. The good and the bad. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.